0: you get 25% off your order. How can you beat that? So what are you waiting for? Get some steaks, burgers, bacon, or other meats and experience the certified Piedmontese difference for yourself today. And now, to my guest. Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I'm your host, Dan Hoppin, and we have a very special episode for you today. So I'm not going to lie, a couple years ago when I first heard of the concept of Zero Proof, which means alcohol free cocktails, I I, I kind of scoffed at them. I was like, well, what's the point if you're having a drink? Like, I mean, I, no, I'm not in college anymore. So I'm not like looking to get rip roaring drunk or anything like that. But you know, sometimes you'd like to have a little of a bit of a buzz with your drink or you know, take the edge off or whatever. But as I've gotten older, I've found that when I do enjoy a drink, like an old-fashioned, a whiskey neat or something, a lot of times I'm enjoying the flavor of it as much as, you know, more than trying to get any kind of a buzz or whatever. And I think that's what makes my guest today so interesting. This is Andrew Wassinger. He is the co-founder of Sandhills Elixir. Andrew, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much, Dan. Nice to be here. So let's just start off from a high level. If somebody's listening to this, they haven't heard of... Uh, zero-proof spirits. They haven't heard of Sandhills Elixir. W- w- what is Sandhills and kind of what what makes you guys different?
1: Yeah, Sandhills Elixir is uh, Nebraska's first zero-proof uh, spirit. And so what we do is we really uh, embrace the Sandhills and the best products uh, from the Sandhills to make the Sandhills Elixir product. So we're starting with the, these purest waters from the Ogallala Aquifer. We're using botanicals that are grown and found naturally in the Sandhills, like elderberry, choke cherry, and sage, and incorporating those into a drink. So it's really special to us, and it's a way that we can share our love of the Sandhills with uh, everyone else.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and just right off the bat, if at any point in this conversation you're curious about Sandhills Elixir, you're like, hmm, where can I try this? There there are a couple different bars around town, especially Mercury, which we're going to talk about that Mm -hmm. offer it. Uh, You can also, you guys ship to all 50 states now. We do. So people can purchase it off SandHillsElixir.com. Just easy ways to get your hands on it. And I'm actually, I'm enjoying a cocktail right now with the Elderberry. Highly recommend This is delicious. Good. And I'm I'm very happy. I'm in a good place with this. This is good.
1: Yeah. So this was one of our elderberry cocktails that we uh, served at the Maha Music Festival this past uh, Saturday. So we were really excited about it, and uh, we have a lot of other recipes on our website that can that can link you to some good good influence drinks, as we like to call them. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Now I want to get more into your product specifically but i think first we have to talk a little bit about the the concept of zero proof spirits or or cocktails because yeah. i think it, i have some stats that show that the trend is it's growing like fast but there are probably still some people listening to this that are like what 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 is this what mm-hmm. you know what what are the benefits so i found a study that said 46 percent of drinkers right now are trying to decrease their alcohol consumption. 52% of those people are replacing booze with non-alcoholic beverages. The sales of non-alcoholic drinks has increased 113% in, uh, from uh, 2020 to 2021. And the alcohol-free drinks market surpassed $11 billion in 2022, which is yeah. a record. So just from the conversations that you've had and the research that you've done what is it that you think is contributing to these trends?
1: It's it, it's That's a great question. And a lot of it's just our consumers today are not looking for alcohol like they were in the past. And um, looking for, for alternatives that still give them a reason um, to hang out and socialize and have interesting conversations and cocktails. But not necessarily have the drudgery of having to wake up the next day at 6 a.m. and feeling terrible because of the decisions you made the night before. So uh sandhills gives you an opportunity to to replace um some of those some of the alcohol with this we we like to say that sandhills works as an na option we have some consumers that actually use it with alcohol too so it really meets you where you are um as a as a as a drinker so
0: i i just want to give an example um of actually, my introduction to Sandhills, the first time I tried it was this past week. My wife and I, we took a staycation down at the Cottonwood down in Blackstone. Yes. And we went out one night and we we had a couple drinks at the bar and, and we were having a good time. Not really ready for the night to end, but also like kind of at that point where it was like, you know, if we have another drink, probably going to get a little tipsy. And my wife was like, man, I really don't want to feel bad tomorrow. And we looked at the menu and there was a cocktail with Sandhills Elixir and she got it and she loved it and it was delicious, but it didn't, you know, it didn't contribute further. And she woke up the the next day and and felt great. So I I think that there's, there's kind of a wave right now. And I actually, I found another stat that the demand for non-alcoholic cocktails is 48% higher among 21 to 35 year olds than among those over 35. I think like, this is what the next generation is seeking. And there's even something that I found, I'd, I hadn't heard of this before, but there's something called the sober curious movement mm-hmm. that's happening right now. As you were developing Sandhills Elixir, were you noticing these trends and did you see them coming or was this just kind of like a happy accident that you kind of got caught up in the wave with? Sure.
1: Uh, you know, when, when we started doing this, it was, it was kind of... Um, Kyle, uh, who helps us make this and produce it in Valentine, Nebraska, he and I, and my wife and the lead brewer there, Chris, uh, are discussing around a, of, uh, uh, a round of beers of, have you ever heard of NA cocktails before? And you know, the, the, the room, and it was like crickets in the room, just like, what are you, what are you even talking about? That's not a thing. And so I was explaining it to him and this was about, uh, right, right at the beginning of the pandemic. And so, we, we were talking about this and saying, like, wouldn't it be cool uh, if we could create something like this? And I'd been working uh, on, you know, on the sidelines of kind of, you know, something in my kitchen. And I was like, I think we could make this here. And the guys at Bolo were just really excited about trying something new and different. And it's really it's really taken off. And we're, we're really excited and happy about it. And, you know, it really b- reflects some of the some of the best parts of the Sand Hill, So we are really excited about it.
0: Well, I want to get into the Sandhills part of it because in some interviews that I saw that that you and uh, Kyle had done, you really talked about the purity of the water. Mm -hmm. That is what makes this different so much. And most breweries use a process called reverse osmosis, but you guys just have natural water thanks to that Ogallala Aquifer like you were talking about. In fact, your website says the sand hills act as a natural water purifier that cleanses water over decades, creating the purest waters on earth. This all sounds very intelligent and super impressive. I'm not very smart, so I have no idea what any of that means. Like right. explain how the purifier creates this super clear water that you use as the base for your uh your product yeah
1: western nebraska is super lucky in the fact that they get to turn on their water and they have it straight from the Ogola aquifer so it it goes through um so i don't know if you've been to the sand hills but it's a completely different geography than what we have here in omaha and a lot of the rest of nebraska and so you have these rolling hills made completely of sand so the water is obviously piped up through there uh, it's filtered through all of that, uh, removing a lot of those impurities. And so you're left with this, this crystal clear, beautiful water. And so it's a good base for us to, to start, you know, for Bolo Beer Co., who's making, uh, whose brewer we use to make the Elixir, uh, as well as using this for the Elixir product too.
0: And I love that not only is the water super pure, and I think that that contributes to the flavor, but you have... Six flavors of, of Sand Hill Elixir, or six different offerings, mm-hmm. and they are all featuring uh, flavors and extracts from plants and fruits, especially ones that we would find here in, in Nebraska, like a chokeberry and a sage, or like we have sitting in front of us right here, the elderberries. Uh-huh. What was it about those flavors that really made you want to embrace them? Because, I mean, these are not like most people probably couldn't tell you what an elderberry is. I'd yeah. never heard of a chokeberry before I was preparing for this podcast. Right. So these are a little outside of just commonly known things, but you chose mm-hmm. them for a reason, I'm sure.
1: Sure. Uh, one was to be unique. And so we know that in western Nebraska, there are there are certain things that just don't grow in other parts of, of the country. The, the Sandhills ecology is very different. Uh, And very unique to a lot of the rest of the United States, Um, so we wanted to take advantage of that. And if you talk to a lot of folks about choke cherries uh, in growing up, they they refer back to their memories of making jam with their grandma in their kitchen, and they and they have this uh, thought that they they get to that they really just um, they want to relive that. And so when they see the choke cherry and the choke cherry flavor that we're using, uh, uh. that's in the elixir they get excited and it brings back these memories of them in the sand hills with their family and so it it kind of elevates it in a different way too so we're uh, same with elderberry and sage i mean sage grows wild out there and so you can literally walk out your door your front door and see uh sage go pick it and then use it so i think just uh bringing some of those ingredients to life and showing people what the sandals has to offer has been really really cool
0: now you mentioned that you guys have several recipes on your website that can help people, you know, find the cocktail for them. Mm-hmm. Do you have a personal favorite?
1: I do. I just and I just was re uh, photographing it the other night because the the this was one of the first recipes we came came up with. But it's called the Honey Bear, and it's this great uh, cocktail that uses just three ingredient, four ingredients: uh, uh, elixir, honey, lime juice. And um, sparkling water, and so it's just this great, nice, nice sweet cocktail, um, and, and it uses, I believe, uh, sage as the as the elixir in it. And it just is. It's a great place to start. It's easy. A lot of times people are like, "Well, how do I use this product?" It's such a unique offering, um, and so we offer a lot of ways to use it. You know, um, most people that are are consumers use this for on the rocks, or with some spark in the water, or as a replacement in their favorite cocktail. So it's really easy to use, but you just have to kind of experiment a little bit to understand what it can offer for, for you and where and what kind of drinks you want to make.
0: And I want to point out, uh, people should follow St. Hills Elixir on Instagram as well. You guys post a lot of videos on there. So then it's not just a recipe, but it's, here's how you make it like here's the steps of putting things together it's an actual video that's pretty nice too yeah i'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit so old-fashioned is my go-to cocktail i'm that's not unique in any way a lot of people love an old-fashioned what in your opinion like if if i were to say what gets me the closest to an Mm old-fashioned how would you make that with sandhills products good call
1: um so i would use either our sage or our wild plum so the wild plum is going to give um. you this nice deep fruit flavor um, that's going to be reflective of kind of the the taste that you get from an old-fashioned a bit Uh, you can use non-alcoholic bitters or regular bitters to add to that drink too so you could do something really cool with uh, making it a total na offering um just with the, the wild plum is probably what i would go with though this is
0: just fantastic I could just drink this all day and it's just so smooth yeah. like
1: we wow. really like that Clark Clark at Mercury he designed all of our cocktails for Maha and this one this one's just fantastic we really liked it so
0: Clark Ross is a genius mm-hmm. and I will drink anything that man puts together he knows what <laughs> he's doing but we're not here to talk about him we're here no. to talk about you and I want to get into your background because okay. I think you have a really interesting background. You are a food scientist and you actually still work as an R&D director at Conagra. Mm-hmm. What or I guess how did you develop an interest for the chemistry and science and biology involved with food science?
1: Sure. Um so when I was in when I was in high school, I was introduced to, to culinary arts and I really fell in love with food and developed a passion for food. And what I realized though is I um went to college not really knowing how to use that passion and then I found food science and I was always very strong in in food science and um, once I understood that that could link back to the culinary arts and we could figure out how to how to use different flavors and the chemistry to develop and make things taste good and different and you know making Sandhills Elixir because of the flavors that we're using to to embody these things kind of uh it was a perfect fit. And especially now with this new um this new kind of uh business that my wife and I and Kyle and Chris have created, we we've done an awesome job of taking a passion of mine and and food and food science and and making a, a business out of it. So it's been really cool.
0: And between that and then your wife's expertise in marketing, you guys really just kind of like it was almost like sitting there for you to do something like this, and now that you've realized it, it's really exciting. You guys work as a tag team really well.
1: Yeah, it's been great. Uh, my wife is fantastic, and she does a great job of helping get people excited about NA and explaining it to them. And and does she is the biggest fan of the Sandhills. You know, spending a lot of her childhood up there um, is the biggest proponent of getting people up to the Sandhills to experience it. And this is kind of our homage to uh, the first step of becoming a Sandhiller and trying this elixir out. So
0: Becoming a Sandhiller. It's a thing. I I like that term there. Mm -hmm. Like that makes me want to go to the Sandhills alone, just so I can call myself that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So you've got this background in food science. And I saw, I can't remember what article it was. I apologize. I'm not attributing it very well. But you've created over 50 different products throughout your career. Yeah. But this is your first like solo thing that you've done outside of work. What was it about Sandhills Elixir? Because I'm sure you just have ideas all the time mm-hmm. in your head. And some of them you get to execute at work with the team, and some you know, just kind of go by the wayside and it's just like, oh, that was an okay idea, but I'm not going to execute on it. Yeah. What was it about this one where you're like, no, this is the one. This is where we're going to do it.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's because you know, my wife and I love entertaining and socializing, uh, but we are also reaching an age right now where we're limited to like what we can do based on, we have a couple of kids now. um, We have other priorities and and that we need to be aware of. So what can we, what can we still do to be able to socialize and hang out with friends um, but not make it focused around uh, getting drunk? And so we really loved this as an alternative um, as an idea to come up with something that we could we could make to enjoy um, on a Tuesday night when we know that Wednesday is gonna lead to a certain um, expectations for when we have to wake up in the morning, um, and also that it delivers on us being able to still hang out and socialize in a group setting and uh, have it be about the conversation and the people, and and while still not being boring and having a great cocktail as uh, as well.
0: Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that the, like, the ultimate genesis of this idea came during your time in Long Pine Creek, which is just east of Valentine, Nebraska. Yeah. Can yes. you t- tell me about that? What was it about that setting that inspired you?
1: Sure. Uh, Long Long Pine is an interesting town. It's It's currently a town of 420. It was a railroad town in the in the boom, it was probably around a 10,000 person town in the early 1900s. Um, there is, there were some folks that created this place called hidden paradise, which was an amusement park in the sand Hills that was focused around this long pine Creek. And so the long pine Creek is, is someplace that my family goes to very often. Uh, my in-laws have had a cabin there for over 50 years. Um, so it's it's a generational hangout for us. So um, when there's kind of when we first spawned the idea of what if we did a zero proof uh, a zero proof cocktail line that was focused on sand hills on, on the sand hills and also flavors within the sand hills. So um, we were sitting in Long Pine Creek when we were having that idea the next day we drove up to Kyle and Valentine at, at Bolo and pitched him and Chris that idea too. The next day it was, it was fast because we had already been thinking about it, you know? And so we just wanted to move and see what they see, what they said and what what they were thinking about it. So it was, it was a fast, it was a fast moving process. And, you know, I think one of the, the fun things about being out there and, and this being our own idea is that we could generate it fast and we could, we could move quick on it. So, um, after we got that okay we got we got the bottles we wanted in we started specking some amounts of the product and um, making sure that it met the quality standards that we were hoping to with the flavors and all of the the what we were seeing when we were making it uh, at home that it scaled up appropriately to the to the plant and everything and it was just great the the flavors of that we were able to get from using that great water in the natural botanicals has been just fantastic so
0: mhm so Take me back to that conversation that you had with Kyle, the first one, because I mean, this is admittedly a stereotype, but I think most people think of like brewers as like big burly dudes with the beard and like, they're all about, you know, brewing beer and like a a non-alcoholic cocktail is probably like the last thing most people would expect a brewer to embrace. but. From everything that i've that I can tell and from what you've said in this conversation, it sounds like they were pretty open minded, you know originally. what was that first conversation like?
1: Yeah, so it was actually we we were sitting there at their at Bolo Bierkel um enjoying a round of their delicious uh, uh, uh beers they make there. and we were talking about dry January and how dry January is a thing in a lot of major metropolitan cities. Uh, as a way for people after the holidays to kind of um refresh and um after having indulging in all the rich foods and beverages that go along with the holidays to kind of reset and we are talking about it as if that was a norm for everyone and Kyle and Chris look at us and say we don't have that here and <laughs> so it's just really funny realization of like oh okay so let's let's explain this and how Sandhills Elixir can be a part of that movement and what dry January means to the sober curious crowd, uh, that you mentioned before. And just as a way to refresh or a way to reset, um, we were able to convince them of, you know, there's this huge, uh, movement right now that people are more interested in not uh, in drinking and not getting drunk from it than drinking and like the highest APV things that you have. So, um, you know, there was a couple. It probably was a ten-minute huddle from them to, to say, "Okay, we want to do this." But once they started making it and seeing the the impact that we've uh, been able to have with our consumers on just um, in the in the feedback, they they got excited about it. So it's it's been good uh, ever since that initial con- uh, conversation and convincing them that uh, NA cocktails were were a thing. So it was good.
0: So what is the first step. Once you decide, yes, we're going to do this. I mean, there are so many different components to we, we've we got to make a line of products. We've got to come up with a name. We've got to get the branding down. We've got to create social media accounts. I mean, I'm listing off just a couple things. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that you have to do to create a product and create a brand. Where do you even start?
1: Um, the, the first thing we did was just first wanting to figure out what what had to be present in the product for it to be successful in our eyes. So the Sandoz elixir is made to, to replicate what the alcohol experience is. So with that, you need to have flavor. You need to have some alcohol backbone to it so it, it's rounded out. And then it has to have that burn. Um, alcohol is a burn to it. And so if you're trying to replace alcohol with something that doesn't have a burn, it's not going to work. So how do we incorporate those different parts of a cocktail or a, of a spirit into our, our beverage. So we started there. Each of our each of our products has those signature flavors. Um, one, the one that's listed on the front of pack uh, or the front of the label that says what the flavor is, but then those other attributes of a drink that you'll, you'd be looking for in making a cocktail. So we started there. We then figured out what flavors we wanted to target based on what was in the Sandhills. And also some of our flavors are um, takes on what we just think tastes delicious, too. So we have one set that is definitely a Sandhills-based flavor uh, product line. And then the others, we are talking about Dry January and some of the uh, a ginger lemon and a cranberry and some of those alternative um, antioxidant present um. So using ginger lemon for anti-inflammatory uh, characteristics and things like that. So that's how those flavors got into the lineup as well. So we we have made some really fun some fun flavors and then some things that didn't work out so well. So we we are really uh, we really like what we've done uh, with the six offerings that we have today.
0: Coming into this, like starting it and saying, "Hey, we we want to do." NA, uh, spirits that, you know, can be made into cocktails. Did you know already, like the stats that I listed at the top of the show were though, maybe not those stats specifically, but did you know that this was kind of a a movement or was it more so just, Hey, like we're, we're super excited about this idea. This sounds great to us. Oh shoot. We better do some market research and make sure that other people want this too. Mm -hmm. Did you have knowledge coming in that this was something that was happening?
1: We, we saw a, We've seen uh, a trend in other types of foods that, um, for example, um, plant-based protein. Um, If we can make meat, that's not meat. Why can't I make alcohol that's not alcohol? It was kind of the mindset that I had coming in um, to this project. And then the data kind of started to create itself. You had some big winners like Seedlip, which started in England, which was one of the first NA uh, spirits. Um, they were bought by Diageo, which is um, one of the biggest um, liquor producers here in the States uh, for $250 million. So there was some signs pointing to if your alcohol uh, liquor companies are investing in non-alcoholic things, that they, they're they seeing a trend in their sales that are pointing them to lead into diversifying their portfolio. So with that, it was kind of a, a good uh, point of of, you know, validation of maybe this being a bigger idea than we thought it, it might, it could be.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey there, listeners, we'll get back to my guest in a minute, but I got to remind you one more time about Certified Piedmontese. Anyone who listens to this podcast or follows me on social media knows that I enjoy my fair share of decadent meals and delicious desserts. And that's why it's really important to me to eat really clean between big meals. And that is one of the main reasons I love Certified Piedmontese. Piedmontese cattle have extra muscle mass, which allows them to maintain a rich tenderness without much fatty marbling. In fact, ounce for ounce, certified Piedmontese beef has fewer calories and more protein than salmon. Don't believe that healthy food can taste this good? Just try it. When you order off certifiedpiedmontese.com, use the promo code HOPPEN, that's my last name, H-O-P-P-E-N, for 25% off your order, you will taste the difference for yourself, if you are looking for steak, roasts, tenderloins, bacon, and more, check out CertifiedPiedmontese.com and experience the Certified Piedmontese difference today. And now, back to my guest. And you talked about some of the difficult elements of, of putting this together, about creating that burn effect without using the ingredients that create the burn. And you know you're using flavors that aren't... Uh, you know, necessarily like, you know, it's not just cherry or peach or like, you know, different flavored alcohols that you would normally find. I'm going to use the word fun here. You could probably insert frustrating in there at the same time. But as a food scientist, how fun was that for you to just have this like, this is a really unique challenge yeah. to create this product from from flavor, from the burn effect, from multiple different angles, I mean, was that just like an, an open sandbox for you? What was that like? Uh, super fun, and and also to take something that I'm passionate about
1: and you know have that be the product line that I'm working on was was really fulfilling. And it's it's this big puzzle, right? You're 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 just putting together these different flavors and knowing what flavor attributes you want to hit in the product and what needs to be there for it to be successful. So making sure that you're hitting on all these different levers to make to make the product uh, mesh is is kind of what success looks like. And uh, the sandhills with the baseline of the water that we're using from the natural botanicals from what's found in the sandhills really were a great starting point. And knowing that we wanted to incorporate those was was really drove a lot of flavor already to the product. So,
0: how long was the R and D process until you felt like Okay, now we've got something that I feel comfortable serving to the public mm-hmm.
1: so it's it's been uh, an iterative process and it's taken a little bit longer than we hoped it would but um, the first products took about uh, a year to develop and that was me working you know nights and weekends on it so it wasn't straight that um, straight through but it it was a long process and we really dialed in there. Um, I think our first product was made in November of 2020 with the launch of the company actually being in January of 21. So it was, uh, uh, we used our time uh, in the beginning of the pandemic wisely of kind of working through this and um, came up with the idea and and got everything finalized for that January launch. So pretty exciting about it.
0: What do you remember about that moment of getting it right? Like when you taste it and you were just like, We've been working on this nights and weekends for a year. Mm-hmm. This is it. We've got it. Yeah,
1: it was it was really that um, making a cocktail, and not necessarily. We know that we're not we're not trying to replace or be a vodka or a gin or anything like that. It's its own thing. That's why we named it an elixir because it, it kind of takes on a life of its own. Um, So we we knew that we wanted to build cocktails with it. And if we were able to get all of those flavor attributes that we were hoping for with the upfront flavor, having that burn on the end, that it was going to be a successful product. And uh, once we tasted it, uh, we started giving it to friends of like, you know, hey, I made this thing, go try it out. Um, We started to get great feedback on it. And that's when we knew we were like, okay, we're ready for round one. Let's let's put it out to the world and see what happens. So it's been it's been a great response thus far.
0: Now, for most of the guests I have on here, I like to ask them about, you know, how how they got the word out about their restaurant. And a a lot of times, you know, so much of it is uh, people drove by and saw it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, that's that's one of the benefits of restaurants or food trucks is that people can see something and be like, hmm, I wonder what that is. I want to try it. Mm it's a little bit different with a product because especially yours it's in more bars and stores now, but I imagine initially it was probably more an online thing that had to be purchased. What did you guys do to get the word out about Sandhills Elixir and just create that awareness? Sure.
1: So it started on, it's still, it started on social media, you know, uh, with Facebook, uh, and Instagram are our main, our main sources there. Um, but from there, we, we were picked up Sarah Baker Hansen uh, re- uh, reached out to us, and we um, my wife and her are on, on the Maha board. Um, and so they knew each other there. Um, Sarah was a huge proponent of our elixir and actually wrote a story in the Flatwater Free Press about our product. And so um, when that story hit, that's when things kind of got really interesting around the household of how many. Um, sales were coming in because that article then got picked up by all of the local newspapers across the state of Nebraska. So it really was something that, um, shot, shot our, um, awareness to an, an offering of, um, what zero proof cocktails can be for the state of Nebraska, but just that the product was now available and people got really excited and wanted to try it from there. And, and then we started to have bars and restaurants and, and, um, liquor stores reach out to, um, sell it. And we also do a great business with boutiques cause it's in a, you don't necessarily need a distributor to, to put it out there. So, uh, we've been able to sell it in all, all different parts of the state and even, uh, in different parts of the country too. So it's been great.
0: Were you guys prepared for that bump?
1: No, no, we <laughs> uh, we were actually, so we have our our online sales account. It's li- it's linked to my phone. So every time we get a sale, you can see like, Oh, somebody bought something, but I connected it to my watch and we were in church and my watch is just going off of just like sale, sale, sale. And my wife and I are sitting there just like, Oh gosh, what, what just happened? And, and so we, we got home and looked at the sales and we we're like, okay, we need to get more boxes. So, so, cause I was doing our shipments at that time. So yeah, super exciting problems to have, but we are really thankful for for Sarah and for that article to kind of catapult the, the idea and the, the brand into the atmosphere.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys kind of came into existence, like you said, late 2020, early 2021. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember timelines exactly. I don't think that was the height of the pandemic, but it was definitely during that time, Mm -hmm. where people aren't going to restaurants and bars as often, and they're kind of becoming their own mixologists or their own bartender at home. Uh, How do you think that COVID and just that the separation that we had affected your sales and affected the launch of your product?
1: Um, Good question. I think that uh, COVID was, was pretty terrible for everyone. I think that people started to get creative in how they could uh, socialize and hang out differently. And so that also went with what they're trying. There were, there was a lot more exper- uh, experimenting going on with people making their own cocktails at home, but also realizing I should not be drinking as much as I am. So what <laughs> alternatives are there? Right. Uh, and so having this as your filler or space or replacer, as we like to, to say was a great alternative for people also to, um, to play with uh, as another option for drinking and making and making cocktails. So, um, I think we were we were able to still get the message out there of hey, this is an option that you that we think you should try, and there was a lot of people that that gave it a gave it a chance right at the beginning. So we're really grateful for that.
0: What was the early feedback that you got from customers? Obviously, Sarah was a big fan; she mm-hmm. was a big proponent of it. Yeah. Did did customers take to it immediately? Did there need to be some tweaks? Was there kind of a feeling out phase? What kind of feedback did you get?
1: A lot of it was, wow, this is cool. What, what do I do with it? And so just, (laughs) um, you know, making sure that people have recipes that are, that they feel comfortable being able to make or us just that education piece of how to use the product was super, super impactful, um, to make sure that people felt comfortable with it, could explain what they were doing. And at the end of the day, it's just, Um, There are so many different ways to use the product. We validated that when we had our our mobile bar at Maha a a few weeks ago. And um, because we had uh, low and no APV offerings. And so we got to get some actual data that said people are using this. When given the option of having no or low, they're choosing both at almost 50-50 um, percentages. Wow. So it was a lot more. It wasn't what we expected, but people have really shown that um, there is um, people are just not doing one or the other. There's a mixture going on on how people are using the product. So it's it was great to learn and a really cool insight.
0: Speaking of education, pairing wine, beer, and spirits is very popular to do with food. Mm-hmm. Is that like is that something that you do with your spirits as well?
1: Yes. Um, so we've had a couple of pop-up events uh, for a dry January at Mercury where we've had like these four four and five course meals where we're pairing cocktails with food and uh, we, we did it for the let's see in 20 this past January and then the January before that as well in 22. Uh, they were both very successful and just like we sold out each night that we had them. Um, and it was really like the first the first attempt of us seeing um, what the chefs can do after tasting the product and wanting to pair uh, food with it to see how that would how that would mesh together. And we had some great um, some great successes of that time. And so now uh, at Mercury, if you go there, they have one section of their rotating menu is all in a based, and they're they're using Sandhills elixirs there uh, on their on their menu, and we're. So grateful for them as partners, but um, they they they're just wizards uh, behind the cocktail bar, and we really love all the things that they can uh, what they've created thus far.
0: We've mentioned Mercury several times, so I, I want to give them like an official shout out. It's it's a bar in uh, in downtown Omaha that I mean the the cocktails here are just wildly creative on the menu. A lot of them sound crazy, but they work. It's yeah. it's my favorite bar, and they completely change the menu like three or four times a year. They change the the decor in the restaurant. They change everything. It's a really cool place. Mm-hmm. And it, like I said, my personal favorite bar, like to have them endorse and champion your product is a very big deal mm-hmm. in Omaha. Yeah. How did your relationship with Mercury start?
1: Sure. Um, so it was one of the, fir- the first things we did was uh, we reached out to them for the dry January idea. Um, knowing that they were proponents of having NA options on their menus already. I mean, they, you, you go there and you don't have to order off the menu. You can just, they just make whatever you're saying. I'm feeling like this, make me something. So they, they already understand flavors and how things work together. Um, they look at Sandhill's and, and we the way that we are describing it to them as just another tool for their toolbox. So they might have alcoholic options. Here's your non-alcoholic options that you can play with too. And give them the freedom to still be the creative uh, people they are in making these products and making their drinks um, like we know they can, but just using different uh, starter uh, ingredients to do so.
0: So uh, I'm assuming you attended the, the first paired or the course dinner correct mm-hmm. yeah take me back to that meal for you because i mean we're talking the this idea for you know sandhills elixir had was still pretty young like it had only been in your even in your mind for a few years yeah and now you're at one of the most famous if not the most famous bar in omaha they've created an entire menu of based off of your product mm-hmm. and now you get to eat it like I, I can only imagine just like the pride the humility just everything like all the emotions hitting all at once what was that meal like for you uh
1: you you kind of hit the nail on the head it, w- it was overwhelming just because it was um something that my wife and I did together too uh, which was super special and uh p- seeing people use The elixir and enjoying it, and having this night out and this great uh, building the community of just like people interested in good drink and good food, and seeing our elixir at um, in the big in the middle of it was super rewarding. Um, was was a really awesome an awesome experience, and uh, you know I think the first night we hosted two it was two different settings, um, like a early and late. Uh, set but and so by the end of that second set everyone was just so tired from uh, entertaining but just also just so grateful that so many people came out to try the food and in the the pairings menu so it was a great it was a great um, it was a great day for us uh, a great day for elixir and just a really cool experience that um, was really fulfilling and just kind of gave gave us this sense of accomplishment that, you know, we're so grateful that people were excited about it too.
0: Mm-hmm. So, You've mentioned the Maha Festival a couple times, which is just a huge event mm-hmm. here in Omaha. What, or I guess, how important are events like that where you, I don't know if captive audience is the right word, because people have options, but people are already there for something else, and they can just see, whoa, What's Sandhills Elixir? Whoa. Mm-hmm. NA Cocktails? What, what is this? I, I want to try one of these. How important are big events like that to getting the word out about your product?
1: They're, they, they're really important. I think the demographic of Maha is perfect for Sandhills Elixir as well because you have a lot of uh, younger attendees that aren't necessarily looking for, excuse me, alcoholic options. And so one of the biggest pieces of feedback that uh, Maha received um, – is that they're looking for more drink options that are in a, and so Maha reached out to us knowing that we, we make a, the elixirs and that we have great partners that we could come up with, uh, a, a booth basically that could help them fill that need of their cons- of, of the people coming to the show. And we have the, we have the product to do it. So it, it's been a, it's been a good partnership there, but just really learning about, um, younger consumers and what they're looking for has really helped elixir um in how we design cocktails um for 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 those folks
0: tell me about that like uh, how how is learning about y- y- what the consumer is looking for how has that informed the cocktails that you create
1: so it, it's really more about um flavor profiles and making sure that okay well we know that we have uh, elderberry, we have choke cherry, we have ginger lemon, so we have this diverse um, uh, flavors of our cocktails. And so, how do how are we going to use those to create really differentiated cocktails that are still um, approachable enough where no one's going to get scared away from what ingredients are in there? So, um, knowing that they're more exper uh, they're willing to experiment in some of the drinks has given our partners. Um, that help us make the cocktails, uh, you know, some bigger guardrails to work with to deliver on some really cool uh, flavor ideas.
0: Now, everything we've talked about, well, not everything, but a lot of it has happened just in the span of a couple years. And you mentioned you guys basically launched in January of 2021. Mm -hmm. We're recording this mid-2023. You're about two and a half years into this thing. You've come a long way in a pretty short amount of time. When you look at the future of Sandhills Elixir, what do you see?
1: Uh great question. We're really excited about it. We're we're launching a couple new flavors for this holiday season and for dry January. Oh, really? Really looking to, to expand um what we can do with more flavors from the Sandhills and um we're really excited to announce that we we have um two new flavors coming out that are using um Uh, a turkey tail and uh, lion's mane mushrooms. That's some of the ingredients in there. And um, there's this new uh, way of thinking called adaptogens, which are uh, compounds found in mushrooms that are supposed to give you these different um, senses of either focus or uh, more energy. And so we have two different products. One that we are that is supposed to give you energy and focus and the other one that's supposed to um make you calm and kind of uh just can ease into your night if you will. So we're really excited about it. They're very different from our current products. Uh, you know, uh, it's been a challenge working with mushrooms uh, a little bit. Um they're not the psychedelic kind. They're just the regular regular <laughs> good savory earthy mushrooms. Um but they've been a challenge for sure and we're really excited about how the products have turned out. Um so more more to come there but That's going to be the the next big thing for Elixir is um, imparting even more better for you, uh, you know, attributes into the products. So
0: So you just mentioned mushrooms are a challenge. I'm just curious how those even came on your radar because, you know, even with like choke cherries, elderflower, like that stuff, it's not necessarily, uh, you know, common ingredients that you might see. Yeah. Uh, but I, when I hear those things, I can wrap my head around what this might taste like a little bit. I've never heard of, whether it's NA or it has alcohol, any kind of spirit with mushroom or has a mushroom base or anything. I mean, I'm very yes. intrigued by yeah. it, but yeah. I'm just curious, how, how did mushrooms get on your radar? So there's a, a big trend right now in mushroom coffee. Um,
1: if if you've ever, if you Google it, it's it's kind of a new thing. And people are seeing all these... Um, mushrooms as the superfood, if you will, which is an uh, antiquated term, but kind of, you know, it giving more than just macronutrition, it giving you uh, help with brain function and things like that. So thinking about that wave of, okay, what, what might be applicable to uh, in a spirit space, we can take those same mushrooms and figure out how to make them into an elixir um, and get past the, and the biggest challenge there is that it's a mushroom, and mushrooms have this earthiness to them that you have to overcome. So we figured out a way to do that um, and have some really interesting flavor combinations to do so. But they're, we're really excited about it, and it's definitely something that is very different from what this elixir
0: is today. Mm-hmm. So, Well, I can't wait to try it. I mean, mm-hmm. as— you might have just heard, my glass is empty now. I have thoroughly mm-hmm. enjoyed this cocktail and I look forward to, to making more. Um, the last question I want to ask you here, I'm sure because this is... We've talked about how the popularity of uh, NA Spirits is definitely growing, but it, it's still unfamiliar to a lot of... I mean, even before prepping for this podcast, I didn't know much about them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that there's still a lot of uh, what's a word I'm looking for? Um, th- th- there's just a lot of people who need more knowledge about this product. So I would love to just open it up for you. And what are, wh- what's the biggest misconception or the biggest thing that you wish, you know, the pe- more people understood, or maybe the most popular question you get, like, if you could educate the, just the general public on one thing about NA spirits, what would that be?
1: Sure, I, th- I think what the the big thing is is that like the, the, the question of how do I use this is just so I get asked so often that there's it's really easy to use. and you know, people drink it on just the rocks. they can enjoy it on the rocks. You can enjoy it with sparkling water or you can substitute it for your own, uh, alcohol that you use for your favorite cocktail. So I think that just how easy it is to use and how it fits into your drinking dynamic is, is the message that I'd really want to get across and just really let people know that it's, it's not something that's going to take a lot of your expertise. We have people that we've partnered with to, to make recipes that are easy and, and delicious for you as, as someone that's drinking it. So, um, yeah, the, and that the product can be used in multiple ways. And so we, we've we seen it for people that are using it on the Tuesday night, which uh, they know what they have to do on the next Wednesday. And then we've seen people on Saturday nights know that it's their favorite third drink. Uh, mm. So, you know, different use cases. But I think just overall, um, just what the Elixir can do for for you and just giving you another option to, to add to your repertoire.
0: And I should also point out, correct me if I'm wrong, but five calories per serving, right? Right.
1: Yes. So yeah. So super healthy. Super good for you. Definitely a lot less calorie laden than uh, alcohols or some of the other alternatives out there that use a lot of sugars and and sweeteners to get to, to make it so it's palatable. We don't need to do that with this one. We um we figured out a way to get past that to make it uh, a low calorie option. Um, it's, uh, low no sugar added. So we're pretty excited about that.
0: Love it. I mean, I, I, I'm still pretty new to this product. I'm not going to lie. I'm a huge fan. Like, for those of you watching, you can see this glass is empty, and I've thoroughly enjoyed this throughout the conversation. So I would highly encourage, like, check this stuff out. Whether you're going to Mercury or another another bar and you see it on the menu, give a Sandhills Elixir drink a shot, or you can go to sandhillselixir.com. You can order any of the flavors they have. You can keep your eye out for those mushroom ones coming hopefully later this year, maybe early 2024. We won't put your feet to the fire thank on you. yeah. when you're releasing those. <laughs> but, Andrew, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show and just chat and, and educate a little bit. This is it has been just an absolute pleasure.
1: Hey, Dan, thank you so much for having me. It's been great to talk to you about it, so appreciate it.
0: Omaha, as always, thanks for eating with us.
1: A Huda Media Production.